Welkom iedereen bij een nieuwe podcast. Uh, bij ons vandaag, Reggie Upshaw. Welkom Reggie. Thank you, thank you. Can you do a small introduction of yourself? Who you are? Where you're um, from? My name is Reggie Upshaw Jr. Named after my father. I'm from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, pretty, it's a small city on the border of Tennessee and Georgia. South of Tennessee. Yeah, the southern and part of Tennessee. What's the name? Chattanooga. 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 Is it a, is it a famous? Uh, is it a big city or a small city? It's like a medium-sized city. It's um, it kind of reminds me of Antwerp a little bit, as far as you know, like Brussels is the main big city here, but then um, Antwerp is you know also you that's, know a nice sized city. That's the main city of Belgium, but I, Antwerp I is. Yeah, of course. But I thought Brussels then, was. Yeah, no. Officially, it's Brussels, but. Ah, but everybody says Antwerp, okay. Well, yeah. Chattanooga is similar to Antwerp, where it's always something to do, but it's like a nice family city. Nice family city. Yeah. And how was it growing up in Chattanooga? Um, I mean, I, lo I loved it. Uh, if I could, I would move back and, and live in Chattanooga, but I don't think, I think in order to grow as a person, you kind of, You have to move away from where you're from to learn how to live, and then if you want to move back, you can move back. Why Why do you like it so much? Or what's 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 to love about? I mean, for me, I'm a family person, and all of my family lives in Chattanooga within like 15 or 20 minutes of, of your place. each other. So, for every holiday, for every birthday, everything you get to see all of your family at one time, and I don't think a lot of families get to do that. No, that's true. You come from a big family? Like my, like, you mean like me, my brother, and like that yeah. part, or like yeah. the whole family, like the whole extended family? Both? Like my family isn't big, it's just me and my brother and my parents, but like our extended family is, I guess, a good size. It's not like a huge, huge, huge family, but it's not a small one. Yeah. You and your brother, a younger brother or an older brother? Younger. Younger brother. Yeah, he's younger. But yeah. he's only like two years younger, so we're basically the same age. Did you always have a good connection? Yeah, we. I mean, we still do, always. Not not fighting when you were younger. I mean, you know, <laughs> when you're younger, you got to fight a little bit, but you know, the older you get, like going more towards high school, um, you start to realize like that's for me. That was my best friend, you know, like the one guy I could always depend on and trust. So, no more fights. And it still is. Yeah. You still have a lot of contact with your brother? Every day. Every day? Every you call day. him every day? Yeah. With your parents too? Yeah, every day. Or just about every day, maybe every other day. And how were you as a, as a, as a small boy? Eh? You, had a, you had a brother? Were you a, a, a good kid at school? Yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was never in trouble. Um, I never failed any like grades or anything like that. Never failed a class. Never was in trouble in school. But my brother was the opposite. He was the one who was always in trouble for talking and and making just a lot of trouble. But I was always quiet, do my work, and then leave. And what did you? How did you end up uh, in basketball? What What was the trigger for you to to start playing? I don't know. I think when I was in high school, I was playing uh, football and basketball, and. Um, I was being recruited to, to go to college in both sports. And 
when I was in high school, I was playing football and I broke my ankle. And after that, I was just like, okay, I'm going to play basketball. You don't need your ankles for basketball? At all. That's strange. There's no need for them. <laughs> I, I, read, I read that you were, uh, uh, you were called a multi-sport athlete in high school. You were also doing uh, high jumping. You were state high jump yeah. uh, champion. Yeah. How did you know that? Where did you find that? The World Wide Web. <laughs> if, yeah. you ask, if you ask Dr. Google, he will tell you everything. Tell you my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won state in high jump in, I think, my senior year. No, my junior, senior year. Yeah. And, and you said, uh, you do, so you do gymnastics, you do football, you do basketball. Okay, you had the issue with the ankle, but what did it, was that the, the only reason that, that made you choose for basketball? Because at the end, you need your ankle for basketball too? Uh, well, I think if you compare football and basketball, there's a lot less contact on your body, like um, a lot less wear and tear on your body if you play basketball. Obviously, you still so get, con yeah, like it's still a physical game, but nothing close to what football would do. Yeah, they don't throw you to the, uh, they do, but not so often. Yeah. So I just felt like, for myself, I thought, you know, looking like towards the end of my career in life, when I'm 50, I'd like to be able to walk around and not hurt as much, you know? So I thought <laughs> basketball would be the way to go if I wanted to be like that when I was older. It's not that, that basketball ran in your family or so? No, my whole family plays football. I'm Everybody the first plays. basketball player. Everybody plays, but you have the gesture for, to play football too. Yeah, but like, yeah. my my brother played in college, my dad played in college, my uncle played in college, uh, like my granddad played, so I, I'm the only one who didn't play in past high school. The, the only strange bit in the family. The only one. And then, uh, during your college uh, career, you had some nice uh, stats, you were all-star, or all game, what was it called? All state, uh, all state team, or what was it called? For high school? No, was it high school? All state was high school. Ah, high school. Yeah. And then, and then college? All conference. All conference. Conference. Yeah. yeah. What did What did you study in college? What did I study? <laughs> Exercise science. So. Um, like I, I got my degree in exercise science with the backup plan of if I didn't play basketball professionally, I'd be like a physical therapist. Hmm. And you, you do something with it? No. No. Currently not. No. The only focus is on basketball. Only focus is basketball. And is it easy for you to you think to pick it up again when you when you stop basketball play, uh, playing basketball in 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 ten to fifteen years? I think so. I think. If you actually have an interest in something, it's always going to be easy to pick it up. And also, I mean, if you think about it, every every day you go into the the weight room or the training room to get taped. That's part of like physical therapy. That's part of like Kuhn. Uh, mm -hmm. His job is basically what I would like to do. And I think. If I see that every day and I'm able to talk to him about stuff, then I think moving forward, I would also be able to pick it up. 
Does it make you look different? Does it make you look different to what he does? What do you mean? Like, like you keep a, you keep an eye on the the way he works and and. I think you can just learn a lot from him, because he's very he's very uh, smart, and like I think he's an expert in his in his field of taking care of all of the guys. Like anytime something is bothering any of us, he knows exactly what to do to fix it. And so I know for myself, if I go in and I tell him uh, my hip flexors are tight, he's going to tell me what stretches to do. He's going to tell me everything I need to do to make myself feel better. But you can say, hey, I already knew. Yeah. But if I know what to do and then he tells me also the same things that I already know, that's two people mm. that know what to do. It makes you right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> and so after after college, uh, you started your profi- your professional basketball career. Yeah. You did the NBA draft. Yeah, I went through the the draft process. I, w- I didn't get drafted, but I worked out for probably like twelve teams, twelve or thirteen teams, and then did the NBA summer league with the Milwaukee Bucks. And then after that, um, I signed my first contract to go play in Germany. Mm-hmm. The, the, the summer league this is something we don't know here in, in, in Europe. Is it is it was it your first experience in, in more professional basketball playing? Yeah, that was my first experience playing against other pros. Like in college, you know, you know, some guys are, will be pros. Some guys will finish right after college and never play again. But in the NBA Summer League, it's, I don't know how many guys, but 20 guys on a team and we're all fighting for a spot on a on an NBA roster, or at least a chance to, to go to training camp for, for an NBA spot. So I think my first year, I didn't really know what to expect. And I don't think I took advantage of my opportunity when I went with the Bucks, but After my first year, uh, finished playing in Germany, I went back to summer league with the Clippers. And I think that's where I made like my, I took more advantage of my opportunity that year. Because you were a bit more mature. More mature. Uh, my body was physically ready. And I think mentally I knew exactly what to expect. How was it for you to, to get overseas, to go to Germany? I was scared. I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been over out of the country before. I'd never been out of the United States before. And so when I went to Germany, it was like, a, I, was, I don't know, I was just in shock. What what made you choose for a, an overseas basketball career then? There were no opportunities to go to play on, uh, on a good level in the States? I mean, you could play in the G League, but I think with the G League, uh, it depends on what you want. I think for myself, I wanted money more than to stay in the States. Like in the G League, they don't pay you necessarily as much as you could make in Europe. So I think depending on what your motivation is at the time, you could either stay in the States and be comfortable because you're in the States, or you can go out, go to Europe, learn more about yourself, and also make more money also. 
And and um, why Germany? It's a good league. I was a rookie. Um, the coach was American, and I don't know. My agent told me it'd be a good fit, so I went. <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything about it, so I was just trusting what my agent was telling me. And how did you accept that you were afraid? What you, what was your uh, your first impression of of Europe? I wasn't a fan of Europe. But I think it was only because of where I was at in Germany. I think. And you played in in uh, Tübingen. I mm -hmm. don't I don't know where Tübingen is, but it's in the south southern part of of Germany. I think like an hour from Switzerland. Uh, like my teammates on that on that Tübingen team, they were cool. Like I liked all my teammates, but it just was like a a season of. Just we just had to learn a lot. Or I had to learn a lot about the European basketball game, about, I don't know, how to be a professional. And that's a season I, I will never forget. Is there, we, we always, ask always ask ourselves, is there a big difference between uh, American basketball and Europe basketball? Yeah. I think it's harder to score in Europe. Because they play more defensively. More, yeah, more focused defensively, but also as an offensive player, like uh, in America, you hardly ever get called for a travel. But in Europe, anything that doesn't look right to a ref is a travel. So it makes it makes it slows guys down. Mm -hmm. So like someone who's extremely fast and quick and depends on their speed, if you have to always constantly think about, oh, I don't want to travel, you're, you're going to slow down and then it's going to make, it's going to make it easier for the defense to guard you because you're going to slow yourself down. You just have to start with a dribble. Yeah, but in America you can start with a step. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, just a different way of thinking. Yeah, but I think... I don't know. I like the European game, though. It's more technical. You have to. I think you have to read the game more in Europe. You have to. You have to know what the defense is going to do before they do it. For the most part. And after after Germany. I went, I went, went to, to Spain. Spain. Yeah, I was in Andorra, playing for. Uh, playing in the Spanish league and playing in Euro Cup, and. That was a wake-up call. Meaning? Or what way? That was my first time being on a team and I, instead of like playing 30 minutes a game, I was playing like 20 or you know 15 to 20 minutes. And it just I, was, I wasn't used to everyone playing the same amount because we had so many games in each week. And so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I. I really knew what to expect, but I think that's probably where I learned how to be a better teammate. More so. And then last season was a. Uh, uh, Spain was eighteen nineteen. Yep. And then nineteen, the COVID year. Where were you? Italy. In Italy. Well, how was that for you? 
the, I loved the, it. The competition stopped, Italy also? Yeah. So that was crazy um, because at the time, Italy was, besides China, Italy was like the main point of COVID. And so, I mean, no one knew what to expect. And our <clears throat> the team I was on was just, you know, they were just kind of telling us to stay inside and like wait it out. But then you watch the news and you see like President Trump on the news and he's saying he's canceling all flights going back to America. You know, so I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Do I stay here and just sit and get locked out of America or do I, do I leave and at least be at, you know, be back home? And what did you do? I left. <laughs> <laughs> first, first flight home? Yeah. Like, I, I booked my flight at, like, two in the morning to leave at, like, seven in the morning. I drove to the train station, left my car at the train station, and I took my bags and flew out of Milan. But the club, the club allowed you to? No. <laughs> no, they didn't. So, so you were a bad boy. Yeah. I, um... So like, you know, when you're flying back, I didn't have any service or anything, but when I land, I had probably, f I don't know, 50 or 100 missed texts and missed calls from different people from the club and my agent. And basically they were like, either you come back in 24 hours or your contract will just be terminated. The crazy times. Yeah, but I mean, no one knew what to expect. Mm -hmm. So you can't really, can't really say like, I did it the right way or the wrong way. I just did it the way I felt comfortable. Yeah, it was more like a, a panic, a panic handling than than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it worked out. I mean, nothing really happened. The season was over and everything worked out. Mm -hmm. And how did you how did you experience COVID in the states? You had a lot of issues in in Tennessee. Not really. I mean, I wasn't really going anywhere anyway. You know, once you get back home, you're with your family. You don't need to go anywhere. So, because in Europe, it's 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 been a, it's been a big thing. It started in Italy. Yeah. No, I mean in the states, it was not normal life, but I don't think it was as I don't think it was as scary as it was like in Italy. Not saying that it wasn't scary, but it just mm -hmm. wasn't as unknown, Di I guess. Yeah, different level. Yeah. And then the the last season you started up in uh, in Kiev. This last season, yeah. That was a that was interesting. So you had some so you had some special uh, seasons. Yeah, in, before in that. Europe. So after the COVID season, I went to Israel. And in Israel, they were they were in the middle of a war with Gaza, so I got stuck there for that. I was stuck in the middle of that war. And then the following year, I went to Ukraine, and then they had that <laughs> that war. Should we be uh, scared that now? That I mean, in I, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I hope there's no no enemies of Belgium that. No, but too small. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I've, I've COVID in two wars. How do you, how do you act? How do you react to a war? I mean, if I can, I'm going to leave and go back home. 
Yeah, I can imagine, but, but, but did, they, did they inform you? No. I mean, they, like, they, they were telling us that, you know, it's nothing, nothing will happen. It'll be okay. For both wars, like in Israel, they were saying the same thing. And then, like in Israel, they started sending the bombs, and you hear these sirens going off. And uh, in Israel, they have the Iron Dome, which shoots out uh, rockets to kind of intercept the other rockets. And you can just hear these loud explosions going off in the air. And uh, so, you know, my team was saying it would last for like a day or two. But then it, 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 it lasted for like, I don't know, probably a week, week and a half or something like that. And like each day you could, at first just the Americans were kind of nervous. And then um, the longer the war went on, the Israelis started getting a little bit more nervous. So then it was like, okay, now, now we should panic. But eventually they caught a, a ceasefire. So it was like everything just went back to normal. The war stopped and life, life went on. Yeah, life went on like nothing ever happened. Like no one talked about it, no one was worried about it. Just you finish the season, you go to the beach, you go to practice, you go home. That was it. That must be. That must have been a, a, a strange experience. Yeah. And then the season after, you choose for for Kiev. Yeah. And you're in the same thing. Yeah. Only a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, a lot different. Um, but I think I left from I left from Kiev like right before their war started, <clears throat> like uh, probably a week before, and I went back um, home, and then I ended up leaving. You know, obviously the war starts, so I left and went to Germany. But while I was there, they were, Russia was like lining up, I guess around the border or whatever. But our t again, the team was just telling us everything will be okay. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. He will never, he will never invade. Yeah, and then he invaded. He <laughs> he invaded. So yeah, two two years, two wars. And then Germany. So you had you, you had a quite busy year then last season because you started in Kiev. You went to Germany after the regular the normal season in Germany. You moved uh, to finish the season. In New Zealand, yeah. And then after New Zealand, you came to Belgium. Yeah, four teams in one year. So you didn't have any summer break. Nope, I was playing all through the year. You don't, you don't need a break. I'm like a robot. I just need a hard reboot every like two months. Kind of like an iPhone. You got to update your iPhone, mm -hmm. iOS 15. And how do you update? I get like two or three nights of just real good sleep, and then I'll be just like new. Hmm. And you, you, for you, it's not a problem now that that you are here and your family is. You the, the the conversations you have on the phone, video chat, that makes it work for you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been doing it for like five or six years, mm -hmm. but. Uh, yeah, but I can I can imagine if you have a team break, otherwise, you fly home. Yeah, for sure. Like when we, I think we get a break after Christmas. And I'm definitely going to try to go home if, if we have enough time. I'm going to try to go home at least. But. But the last season it wasn't necessary. 
I went home last season too. Oh, you went home? Yeah. Somewhere in between. For Christmas and New Year, like the same, but the same the, break. During the summer? During the summer, I went home for like a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, about a month, month and a half. And then I, I went for like the last part of the New Zealand season. I wasn't there the whole time. I was only there for like a month. I was not straight after. Uh, no, 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 yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Um, what is what? Are, what are your first impressions of uh, of Antwerp? How do you like Antwerp? I really like Antwerp. It's it's different than most other European cities that I've been in. You can compare. Yeah, like I think the biggest part for myself, or really for any American, would be if everyone else can speak English, or you know, like at least know a little bit of English to where you can talk and order things or ask for directions or something. But in Antwerp, everyone speaks English. Everyone's nice. Everyone, it's been, it's been an easy adjustment from like moving from the States to Antwerp. To Antwerp. Yeah. But I've, I've heard you, you speak some Flemish too. I know just enough Flemish to not, um, not starve. So I can ask for, you know, tell someone I'm hungry. Kim Unger. Kim, Kim? Kim Unger. Unger. Kim Unger, yeah, yeah. And Kim Dust. <laughs> so you won't starve and you won't... And I won't be thirsty. You, you will survive. Yeah. That's, that's, all, that's, that's the, all you need. That's the most important thing. Eh? Exactly. And, and beer is the same? Are what? you allowed to drink beer as a sportsman? Off the record? <laughs> Off the record. <laughs> you can enjoy, I think, uh, as a sportsman... If you drink responsibly, you can enjoy a beer. Do, do you drink beer? Or do you like beer? I or is it, in a, in a, do you have a, a healthy regime during a season? Well, I mean, I don't really, I don't drink beer in general. But um, I know Belgium is, I mean, Belgium is pretty famous for beer. So I have tried a couple since being here. And I do like the ones that are here. So far, which one? Which one is the best you tried? <sighs> oh man, Triple Danvers. Dan yeah, triple, triple Danvers. Yeah, that's the one. I like that one. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? Oh, sorry. What do you like about? What are your favorite spots in Antwerp? Did you do a lot of exploring it? <sighs> my house is my favorite spot. The house. But um, I really like that. Like, uh, what is it? The mirror. Mm-hmm. Shopping street. Yeah, like by the by the train station. Yeah. I really like that little area just because it's always busy and there's a Starbucks right there, so it makes you feel like you're a little bit at home. Uh but yeah, I just like to like on an off day I'll go down there and just walk around, see what's a, you know, see what stores are there, do a little shopping or something and then get something to eat. Where where can you find where can we find you if you're not uh playing basketball? What's your what's your hobby or what's your your main interests? My main interest. You said you like shopping. Yeah, I mean, really, just to get out of the house. Not even really to shop, but just to get some fresh air. Just to walk around, see other people. But um, other than that, usually I'm just on an off day at home, hanging out, watching football games or something. Just hanging. 
You have a good connection to receive American football games? Great connection. Where do you, how, how do you connect? Just through my computer with the... Online, on the yeah. just online. Yeah. And then as a, as a player, do you have uh, certain rituals that you, that you do before a game, pre-game? Uh? I think now the only one is I just have to have a coffee before. Um, but I used to have crazy rituals, like take a four-hour nap before the game and take like three showers during the day before a game and I'd have to wake up uh, at a certain time every day I mean like on game day I'd wake up on a certain time but now I try to like throw all that out and just let my body tell me when I'm tired and stuff doesn't work that way no <laughs> no it doesn't at all <laughs> but yeah Are you are you really uh, uh, religious or anything? Yeah. Do you that uh, do you pray or do you do you do a special prayer or do you? What before games? Before games? No, not especially yeah. before games. I mean, I wake up every morning and I read my Bible, write down what I'm thinking for that day or you know whatever's on my mind, and then before games, I you know I'll pray just for my health, for my for everyone's health that's around me make it safely through a game with no injuries and stuff like that. Um, pray just just talking to God. Mm -hmm. He helped you a lot? God? Yeah. For sure. I, I think in my life, I wouldn't be here today without God. I think uh, just for what I've kind of been through, um, There's no way to really get through a day without without talking to him. I think if I don't talk, I'll be like depressed or something like. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Being depressed? No, being religious. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I take pride in it. It's not a it's not a real common European thing anymore, but. Uh. But where I'm from, it's super common. Like it's. Like where I'm from, we call it like the Bible Belt, which means like there's these certain states that are like very, very religious. And it's like the southern, the southeastern states usually are the ones who are more religious. So you take it back to your daily life? Every day, as soon as I wake up. Mm -hmm. That's a, a nice thing. That's a. a And do you have a, a reason why you play with the number 30? Not really. You, have, you always play with 30? Um, when I first started playing basketball, it was the first number that was given to me. Just randomly, just my coach just gave me number 30. You, look, I, you look like a number 30. Do I? I don't know, I don't know. The coach might have thought... Yeah, you know, I guess. He must have just known, like, you know, you take this number and it'll treat you... He went to the cabinet and he said, Reggie, what does he look like? 30. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's just it was just my first number ever. And then, you know, you go through like middle school and high school and you get different numbers because like you're the youngest on the team, so you don't get to pick. Mm -hmm. But like, as soon as you get to go back to what you know or you get to say what number you want, I just went right back to 30. And it's just kind of just stuck with me. Okay. 
And then uh, to finish off, do you have uh, goals in life, I hope? Yeah, I think I got, it's going to sound like a cliche, but I just want to be better every day. Yeah, everybody says that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I just want to be better. Like, um, I know, like, going through the different seasons, one thing that I wanted to be better at is just being a better teammate or being a better player or like an employee of Antwerp. What's your strength as a player? My versatility, I think. Because I can defend multiple positions. I, I can offensively can play inside and outside. Um, I feel like I'm starting to show more of my game recently. Uh, just being able to bring the ball up and transition a little bit. Being able to I guess take a little bit of pressure off of our guards in terms of starting offense or you know pushing the ball up the court and stuff like that. But I definitely think my versatility is my biggest advantage on the court. Mm -hmm. You play as a as a four, mm -hmm. um, but you also play as a five. Which one do you prefer? I've re I've really never really played five. I've maybe like in a emergency situation play the five but usually i play four and depending on teams three oh. yeah like in spain i played all three in oh. italy i played like half and half four and three i thought you were a four slash five player <laughs> i'm the opposite <laughs> i'm a four slash three <laughs> yeah and then After basketball, what are your goals? What are to start? What are the goals for the season? To win, we're still we're still very much in in line to win. You know, win as much as we can. We have the Belgian Cup games coming up. Um, want to win the Belgian league? Want to win the the B next? The you know with mm. the Netherlands teams also. But all that is still in front of us. You know, it's not like we're knocked out or anything like that. And I know we kind of started the season off uh, in a rough way. But I also think we got a new team. We've got more experience now. We've got more trust with each other. And I think this this week that we're in right now is our first week of like real practice as a as a new team so I think um, there's like we have nothing in front of us but growth growth yeah that's a good thing eh? for sure I mean especially when we were able to win what two or two out of our last three games or something mm -hmm. and that was with barely knowing each other so imagine what we can do if we practice for two weeks and then mm -hmm. play practice for this week and play And and after basketball, how many how many years do you hope to play? Man, I don't know. You're gonna play till you're old. I think I would like to, but if my body like obviously it all depends on if your body can hold up or not. And right now my body feels pretty good, so I think I want to play as long as my body will say, "Hey, go out there and run, jump." And everything else 
but if I had to put a number, I can't put a number on. Of course not. When when I would like to retire or anything else, but for now, just take it day by day, year by year, and let, listen to my body as best I can. You see, you see yourself uh, playing basketball uh, basketball as a non-professional also. Once you retire as a professional basketball player. No. Once I retire, it'll be that I'm done. Shoes on the hook is. Shoes, throw them up on the power line and leave them there. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'll coach. That way I'm still around the basketball game in a way. But I won't, like, I won't go out and just play just and randomly. You will go for the physical uh, therapy <laughs> exactly. uh, career. Yeah, and that way you're still around basketball. Hmm. Okay. Thank you for the talk. At, uh, I, can, I, I wish you the best of luck for this season and the upcoming seasons and with the rest of your careers. Thank you. I appreciate it. Voilà, dat uh, was het voor deze keer en hopelijk volgen jullie de volgende keer terug.